Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. Don't lose your joy. Don't lose your joy. My concern is, because I see what's happening, I read what's happening, I feel what's happening. It's a troubled time. There's politics, there's wars, there's troubles, there's riots, there's looting, there's murderings, murders going on, little bitty kids getting killed. It's such a terrible time. Things are going to change, folks. Things are going to change. For us, it's going to be better. But for this world, it's going to get worse. And again, I don't mean to come with a gloomy message. But my point is, don't lose your joy. That's your strength. That's your purpose. That's what's going to motivate you and run on anyhow. Amen. But one of the, one of the things that I'm greatly concerned about uh, for our people today is that they allow fear of what's happening, what's taking place, drive them away from God, drive them away from those things that are spiritual. Don't let, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. How can I not be afraid? Because your trust is in the Lord. It's not in politics. I don't care if his name is Trump. It's not in Trump. It's not in politics. It's not in Congress. It's not in Pelosi. Thank God. It's not in those people that dictate our policies. It's not in those stupid mayors and governors that are helping agitate all of this. It's not in that. My hope is in nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. Amen. So please don't lose your joy. In the midst of the storm, thank God for who you are, what you have, what you're, what you're going to have. Don't let it weaken your, 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 your determination to walk on and live for God regardless. Don't lose your joy. Galatians 5.22 is where we have the uh, mention of the fruit of the Spirit. And it begins simply by saying the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. And then, of course, follows with peace. Paul had just concluded right before that a big old long list that he called the, fruit, the uh, lust of the flesh, the pride of, of life. Well, he didn't mention that. The works of the flesh. That's what I want to say. Yeah. He listed all the works of the flesh and what a, what a list he gives. And I like when he begins verse 22, but he said, but. I like buts in the word of God. Because it says something different is going to happen. Now, some of those buts take a different direction and a negative direction and, and whatever. But I like the buts that start and says, but in the world, there's chaos. In the world, there's confusion. In the world, there's adultery, fornication, lasciviousness, and all these other things that's taking place. Murder, all this in the world, in the flesh. That's what the flesh does. But you got something on the inside. It's called the fruit of the Spirit. 
and it begins with love, the most precious, valuable possession, because love is God. God is love, and there's no fear in love. There's no hesitation in love. <laughs> the, in love and then joy. Woo, joy like a river flowing through our soul. Amen. This word joy, it, it, it's from, of course, from a Greek word, kara, kara. And, and the reason I mention that, because it means cheerfulness. It means calm delight. It means gladness. Uh, it, of course, uh, it's not wedded with negativisms. Joy is the natural reaction to the work of God. Think of it, let that soak in a little bit. Joy is the natural reaction to the work of God in your life. Whether that work is promised or fulfilled, joy expresses the kingdom of God. Joy expresses the kingdom of God. If, you, if you're rubbing shoulders with somebody that's going around just mumbling, grumbling all the time and got an old long face like a Missouri mule, don't stay with them. Don't stay with them. Amen. I don't like that kind of that kind of smelly grub stuff. Amen. I mentioned it, Timothy, Brother Timothy. I think it was him before. But said some of that. I don't know why, but it just came out. As my mom, I think it was, used to say, "You know, when you when you're sad or you're gloomy, you, nothing satisfies you." Said, "Pick up your lower lip, lest you stamp on it." So pick up your pick up your lower lip. Turn your frown around and turn it into a smile. Amen. Amen. Because I got joy. I got joy. I got joy. So Paul said in Romans, to emphasize the point, Paul, that familiar verse, you've heard it quoted different times in the past few weeks, in Romans chapter 14 and verse 17, where Paul says, the kingdom of God is not things. It's not tangibles. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, it's peace, and it's joy in the Holy Ghost. You have the Holy Ghost, you got joy. It needs to be stirred up once in a while. The spirit of production of joy can manifest in so many different ways. And I'm going to skip a lot of stuff. But anyway, 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 8, listen to how Peter put it. Whom having not seen, you love. We're walking by faith. I haven't touched a street of gold yet. I walked through a gate of pearl, but I'm going to by God's grace. In whom though now you see him not, yet believing. And what are we going to do? We're going to rejoice. How? With joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. I'm not going to get in the mully grubs. Even when my flesh says you ought to, you got a right to. Look what's all happened to you. No, no. Amen. In the midst of the storm, I feel the presence of God. In the time of trouble, I feel the presence of God. Uh, Daniel led the way to the den, den of lions because he had joy. He had been in a prayer meeting three times that day because he'd been doing that ever since he'd been in Babylonian captivity. In Babylon, away from his home, away from Jerusalem, away from the temple, and he spent some 70, more than 70 years in that place 
But every day, Daniel found his place in his room with his window open toward Jerusalem and the temple, and he prayed to God. Amen. So when you want to walk out of the storm, find your prayer place and talk to God, and God will lift you up and strengthen your reserve and determination. Amen. I want to share with you a couple of quotes from Spurgeon. I like Spurgeon. He's unique. He was, um, even if he did uh, smoke a cigar. But anyway, uh, he, was, he was from past centuries. He, I like these old timers. But anyway, per, Spurgeon said, As for joy, if it be not the first product of the Spirit of God, it is next to the first. And we may be sure that the order in which it is placed by the inspired apostle is meant to be instructive. The fruit of the Spirit is love first, as comprehensive of the rest, and then joy arising out of it. It is remarkable that joy should make, take so eminent a place. It attaineth unto the first three. And it is one place lower than the first. Look at it in its high position. And if you have missed it, or if you have de depreciated it, revise your judgment and endeavor with all your heart to attain to it. For depend on it, this fruit of the Spirit is of the utmost va value and is brought forth in the believers, not unlike it all, but to all believers there is a measure of joy. Amen. So let's not, let's not wait until we walk through the gate of pearl to have joy and give praise to God. <laughs> In fact, oh my, here's solemnness now, negativism. If we don't have joy, we may not walk through that gate of pearl. But I want to have joy today. The joy of the Lord is very unique. There's no pleasure of life that compares with the joy that the Lord brings into our lives. The drunkard, he may be laughing. He may be thinking he's having a good time. He may even think he, that what he's doing is, 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 is joy that's making him feel so good. But just wait till the morning comes. And he gets up and his head's banging like that, like he's got a, a whatever, a, something going on in the inside, just banging against the outsides. And he's got red eyes. And he'll probably say something, many of them have, I'm not going to do that again. I'm through. Just wait till next payday. That's the problem. But anyway, joy, there's no expression of joy that comes from his mouth. Even the rich man with his millions might feel what he calls joy. But that's all a mirage. Money can't buy you one ounce of joy. That's lasting. That's real. That's more than just something tangible. The same could be applied to the joy which Paul wrote. Riches can't buy peace of mind, and neither can it purchase for us lasting joy. If we cannot learn, listen to this please. If we cannot learn to be happy in the place where we are, then we would not be happy if we had wealth or fame or anything else that this world offers. If you cannot be happy, if you cannot feel joy in the place where you are, even if it's in a shack somewhere, maybe it's in an old building, maybe you don't have the job you'd like to have, 
the income you'd like to have. Maybe uh, I can remember the time when I wore britches that had patches on patches. Uh, but there was something peaceful about God's blessings. There's something wonderful about God's blessings. Rich, riches is not some jingle jangle thing. And they're trying to take all that away from us, isn't it? Aren't they? But anyway, and, and, and joy is not greenbacks. It's not stocks and bonds. It's not CDs and, and what. And no, 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 no. I feel joy in this place right here tonight. Amen. I was laying right here on my face today, and I was feeling God's presence. You weren't here, but I was all by myself, just, just, just the Lord and me. Amen. But it was good company. I feel joy. I feel present. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm in my ha that house over there all by my lonesome. Don't you feel sorry for me? But I feel joy. I can walk through the house praising God. Amen. Amen. Well, that's, he's, he's the greatest companion, companion you can have. I can argue with myself. And I win every argument. <laughs> Joy like a river. Uh, Mr. A, name, a fellow named Bartlett, Norman Bartlett said, Joy is more intense than happiness and is not like it dependent upon outward circumstance or happenings. The difference may be illustrated by a river that flows steadily and continuously like the Ohio or, 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 or the White River that it compared to the transient hillside torrents that's produced by cloudbursts. Well, when the cloudburst is over, it's gone. There's no joy to compare with that which flows from a deep, rich, and sweet communion with Jesus Christ. Amen. Men have pursued joy in every imaginable avenue and concept of what they could do to have it. Some have found it and some haven't, and thank God for us who have found it. I listed, I've run up on some things and compared it. Joy is not found among those who denounce and deny the Bible, the Word of God, that would like to close every church. My, my, some of those stupid governors and mayors are trying to do that, aren't they? But anyway, Voltaire was an infidel of the most pronounced type and most familiar, I guess. He wrote this. I wish I had never been born. And at his death, his time of death, he cries out, so it's recorded, I am abandoned by God and man. I will give you half of what I am worth if you will give me six months of life. Then I shall go to hell and you shall go with me. You will go with me. Oh, Christ, oh, Jesus Christ. Voltaire, you stupid, ignorant fool. Amen. I'm glad I'm not an infidel. It's not found in pleasure. A man by the name of Lauren Byron lived a life of pleasure, if anyone ever did. And he wrote, at his death, the worm, the canker, and grief are mine alone. Not in money, Jay Gould, which was a familiar American millionaire in his day, had plenty of that. But when he was dying, he said, I suppose I am the most miserable man on earth. This is so depressing. But let me share a couple more. I felt not, it's not in position and fame. Lord Beaconsfield enjoyed more than his share of both position and fame. But he wrote in his 
waning moments. Youth is a mistake, manhood a struggle, old age a regret. I am not regretting one moment that I'm 83 years old. What's the alternative? Thank God. I'm looking to be 84, 85, 86. Y'all going to put up with me that long? 87, 80. <laughs> well, I at least want to make it to Brother John O's age. <clears throat> and I really don't know how old he was, but some say 103, and I don't know. But anyway, that's, that's, a, that's a good benchmark, isn't it? That's just, what, 20 more? Whoa! 20 more years. I hope... Uh, <laughs> I start saying, I hope by then we're out there in, that, in, that, in the in the sanctuary. <laughs> well, I, I shouldn't have said that, should I? <laughs> no. I hope before my next birthday we're out there amen. shouting, amen. amen. And y'all have my funeral out there when I'm 103. In another place, it's not found in, in glory, recognition by men and people of, of recognition by this world. Alexander the Great is, is a tremendous example of that. I know we're reaching back in history, but after all, I am history. But anyway, Alexander the Great conquered the world, in his, the known world in his day. And having done so, you know the story. He was sitting in his tent weeping before he died. And he said, there are no more worlds to conquer. I'm glad I'm not in that category. I'm in a, in a house of God, even though it is the annex. I'm among people of God that I love. I feel companionship. I feel friendship. I feel love. I feel joy. Amen. <laughs> that, I read this little thing too. I, anyway, it was reported that during an earthquake, an, an old woman, elderly woman, elderly lady, let me get like it says in the book. I'm calling her old woman, old lady, but or whatever. But anyway, this elderly lady was, uh, was was serene. She was unafraid, and she was asked after the storm and the earthquake was over, "Said, weren't you afraid?" She said, "No. I rejoice to know that I have a God that can shake this world. <laughs> My hands insecure hands." My feet are insure in certain steps. As Peter said, follow his steps. Follow his steps. Joy, you see, joy and happiness are not synonyms. Joy and happiness are not synonyms. They don't mean the same thing. Happiness means being pleased or contented momentarily. Happiness is predicated on, on possessions. It's, it's, it's predicated on things. Happiness is limited to, it's limited to the duration of whatever makes you happy. But whatever's made you happy when it's done and it's over with, it's not there anymore. Happiness is when the sun is shining and things are going your way. That's happiness. But joy, joy is a strong feeling of happiness arising from the expectations of good things and from its realization. Anybody can have happiness but it's the child of God that has joy. For joy doesn't depend on outward circumstances. Joy comes from within. Joy is not something I feel. It's something I, or something I can touch and feel physically. But it's something I have on the inside. Amen. 
Joy is lasting. It's not determined by outward circumstances. Joy doesn't need possessions to be experienced. Joy. In fact, Paul used this word quite a bit, 24 times to be exact in his epistles. And if he wrote Hebrews 26 times, he referred to the word joy. In 1 Thessalonians 3 and 9, he even referred to the Thessalonians. For what thanks can we render to God again for you? For all the joy wherewith we joy for your sakes before our God. When I look back, and I can't heart of these lights, but when I look back and see you, and, and some of you that I've, that, I've, that I've seen since you were back then, some of you, I've seen you grow up. I've seen you when you were weaned. I've seen you when you learned how to use the potty. I've seen you when you started to school. Some of you I visited, I was there when you graduated. So I've seen, and some of you now, I see you're married and you got little ones of your own. My, 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 <laughs> oh my, what I feel at night. I pray for you every night and I think what joy, what a joy it is yes, sir. to be considered your pastor for 30 years. That's joy. I know some of you give me a terrible time. Well, you want me to be honest or otherwise, but, but I joy in your, in, in you're here. You're still here. You're still sticking. Amen. You hadn't give up on me or God either. Thank the Lord. But anyway, let me, let me just mention some of the places that I think are so, so profound. And the, the very first one in Psalm 1611, it, it just got a hold of me. Thou will show me the path of life in thy presence. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Amen. If, if, if you don't feel too joyful, then uh, David said it's in his presence. Maybe you've stepped away a little bit from his presence. But if, if you have, then get close to him. Sit next to him for a while. Rub shoulders with him for a while. In his presence, there's fullness of joy at his right hand. There's pleasures. In, in Psalm 30 and verse 5, I will go. For his anger endureth but a moment. In his favor is life, weeping. The storm may last for a night. The troubles may last for a night. I wish COVID-19 only lasted a night. But it may endure for a night, but oh my, <laughs> wait till the sun comes up tomorrow. Amen. And a new day dawns. Joy is coming in the morning. And it was Isaiah who said in chapter 12 and verse 3, With joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. 
One other verse, Jesus in chapter 15 of uh, John, verse 11, these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Let me, let me quote one more time before I ran out of time because I like Spurgeon. Let me quote, I like this. Listen to what Spurgeon wrote. That word joyful is a very sweet and clear one. Happiness is a very dainty word, but yet it is somewhat insecure because it begins with a hap and seems to depend on a chance which may happen to the soul. We say, happy-go-lucky. And that is very much the world's happiness. It's a kind thing that may be, that may help. It's a kind thing that may help and may not help. But there is no help in the fruit of the Spirit, which is joy. When we are joyful or full of joy, and that is of the best kind, we are favored indeed. No man taketh this joy from us, and a stranger intermeddleth not with it. It is a celestial fruit, and earth cannot produce its like. Joy, 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 joy. Keep on, pilgrim. Keep on through the storms. Keep on. The passage in Nehemiah in chapter 8 and verse 10, the familiar one that's quoted many times, and I want to refer to it before I run out of time here. Then he said unto them, Ezra had been preaching or teaching them from morning till midday. He had been reading them the law. And so he says in conclusion, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, send portions to them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is, a holy, uh, is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry. For the joy of the Lord Amen. is your strength. Right. Well, I underlined that two times in my notes. Uh, and, and, and maybe in underlined one of my Bibles. I wouldn't doubt it. But anyway, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, I don't know what you think when you read that passage of Scripture, but here I am from Missouri, and I want to be understood some, stand some things. How, how, do we, how do we interpret this Scripture, uh, this statement? Are we to understand that we have strength because the Lord has joy with our dedicated and consistent work? Is that it? If what we are doing is in making God joyful, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Don't you know he knows what you're doing with this COVID-19 mess, the storm that you're going through? Don't you know he's smiling if, you, if, if he has these kind of expressions? And I think he does. There's joy, joy in the presence of the Lord. Joy, joy. Now, is it because of the Lord's consistent favor upon what we're doing that we deserve strength? The joy of the Lord is your strength. If God's happy, he's given you strength because of what you're doing. Is that it? Or do we interpret it that the Lord has joy because of our determination to carry out his commission? And that's because of the strength and the grit that we manifest. So which is it? It's be both. It'd be all of it. The joy of the Lord. I want to make God happy. I want to make God pleased with what I'm doing. 
And it's, if it's me being strong, being determined, regardless of the conflict and the storm, I may be going through the valley, I may be traversing. If that's it, I want God to be pleased. I'm not giving up. Yea, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they, mama, they take care of me. Joy and happiness is with me. Peace, peace and pleasure is with me. And so I, I refuse, I refuse to allow trouble to take my joy away. I refuse to let politics and politicians strip me of my joy. <laughs> my, my, no, 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 no. I refuse COVID-19 to rob me of my joy. Amen. Amen. And you know what they're working on. That's the reason I want to sing that song, Victory Ahead, because they are working on something, and, and it's, it's, it's coming, folks. It's going to change, but I know heaven's going to take us home one of these days. But they're talking about a, 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 vaccina, a vaccination, a vaccine, is that what you call it? A vaccine some of these pharmaceutical companies are coming up with, trying to hurry it up. And because after all, when they finally get a vaccine that they can vaccinate you with and say, this will take care of COVID-19, what they're going to do, they're going to line you up down in the middle of Medora. At, there's where that sign is. And you'll have to roll up your sleeve and get it taken and get it, get, get shot. And it's going to be a requirement. They're going to send out the militia or whatever, the National Guard, and force everybody to take a shot. I don't want to be in that line. I don't intend to be in that line. I'm not interested in what government sends or takes or requires. I don't want to be, I don't want to be around when that mark of the beast comes around. But I know in order for me to be absent on that day, I need to be present with the Lord. I need my hand in his hand. I need my feet in his steps. I'm not going to let this world over well me with his frustrations and anxiety i've got hope i've got peace in jesus christ would you stand please amen joy will pick up our steps even when we're walking through the valley joy will lighten our load even though our back is telling us it's heavy the load you're carrying Joy will give us peace of mind in the midst of the troubles that we're going through. And joy will give us peace of mind when the circumstances around us are telling us otherwise. I thank God for joy. I thank God for joy. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com.